We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Thank you for your presence today. Whether single or married, as Christians devoted to the cause of Christ, we have an innate desire to serve God with our whole hearts. Christian singles are open to complete devotion to God, while married couples are continually challenged to maintain the right balance between their responsibilities to their loved ones and their devotion to Almighty God. With God, nothing shall be impossible. Have your Bible pen and paper handy as you will want to take notes as Pastor Rander gives us spiritually sound insights. To parents now, parents and children. Parents, are you passionate when it comes to praying for your children, praying with your children, and consistently, systematically teaching them from the Bible daily? Parents, are you passionate when it comes to praying for your children, praying with your children, and consistently, systematically teaching them from the Bible daily. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 6 through 9 is a powerful text. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house or when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontless between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. In other words, the word of God should be in their face all over the house. You talk about God in the morning, God at, at lunch. Talk about the Lord when you're riding in the car and the locks are on and they can't get out. That's right. Everything is about God, seizing your God's God moments to the glory of God. Let me tell you something, parents. Listen to me well. The greatest thing you can do for your children is lead them to Christ. It's not, it's not putting a basketball in their hand, a football in their hand, and, and then tennis and, and cheerleading and all that. So all that stuff is good, and I know it's needful, but sometimes you send them through all that stuff, and then they're just most unspiritual and can't cope with life. A football can't teach your children how to deal with life. It ain't everything and all these little league things. All of a sudden it's on Sundays and you're practicing on Sunday. It is no godly uh, activities in their life because the ball has taken over. The greatest thing you can do for your child is to lead them to Christ. Then after you lead them to Christ, then provide a strong spiritual foundation upon which they can build their lives. To lead them to Christ and then help them build their lives upon Christ. Especially in a culture that is promoting the gay agenda. A culture that's promoting premarital sex and condoms and all these things and pills. Uh, in a culture that's promoting cohabitation, the old word used to be shacking. You know, I like that word shacking. Co- cohabit- cohabitation sounds kind of cute. 
you know. You know, that's right. They stand together and they ain't married. That's right. In a culture that's promoting pornography and relativism, where there is no sense of right and wrong, alcohol and drugs and overwhelming temptations from social media and technology, lack of work ethics and children, idolatry and legalization of marijuana and synthetic drugs and violent video games and peer pressure, gangs and bullying. Listen, your children need Christ more now than ever before. You need to catechize your children. Ask them questions and, 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 and expect answers to those questions in a biblical context. Because Satan will go to any length. Say any length. Any because Satan will go to any length to destroy your children. It is critical that you be very diligent to use every opportunity to teach the word of God to your children. Sunday school and youth ministry is not to replace what parents should be doing in the home. Youth ministry and, and all these things, and children's church and many churches, all these things are to reinforce what the parent is doing at the home, in the home, but it is not a substitute. You must fight for the souls of your children and refuse to allow the world to squeeze you or your children into its mold. I love what the Phillips translation says. Romans 12, 2, from the Phillips translation, do not let the world around you squeeze you into its own mold. And that's what the world wants to do. That's what the world wants to do. So, so uh, Sunday school is important. Youth ministry is important and all these things. But we only have them such a small, uh, such, uh, the time is so small in comparison uh, to the time that you have them. And, and the school is indoctrinating them. You know how many hours your kids spend in school? And, and, and they're, they're, they're just pulling them away uh, from Christ and inculcating the most damnable stuff in your children. By the way, stay involved in your children's life in that school. Parent, teachers, conference. I mean, you need to be down there. They don't want you down there, but you go on down there. Those your, those are your babies. That's right. You, you, help, you help your children when, when teachers can see uh, your face, parent, that, that shows you're interested, uh, that, that, that you're interested in your child enough to come down there. My wife and I went. We had two. Randy was going one way. My wife went one way and Andrea was going the other way. But we were there every single time unless it was something beyond our control. We wanted to talk to those teachers. We wanted to be there. I wanted to look in their face. What is going on? That's how are they doing? What are they not doing? You, let's have a little talk, teacher. And don't just deal with everything over the email and technology and all that stuff. You go down there so they can see you face to face, eyeball to eyeball. Let's talk about my child. Won't y'all say amen? Okay, children. All you children, stand up. Let me see where you are. Let me see who I'm talking to. Stand up. I'm going, you, 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 that's right. If you got a mom and daddy, you, you, you. you you a child. Stand up. Is that all here? Okay. Oh, yeah. Y'all popping up. Okay. Stand up. Say, here I am. Here I am. That's, that's kind of that's low. Here I am. Here I am. That's a little low. Say, here I am. Here I am. All right. Now you be seated so I can talk to you. Now since you're there. Children, I ask you a question. Children, are you more rebellious or more obedience to your parents? 
Are you more rebellious or more obedient to your parents? Ephesians 6, 1, 2, and 3 says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord. Don't tell me you don't understand the Bible. That You can't get any clearer than that. You, no, don't ask me what that means. It means just what it's saying. Children, obey your what? Parents in the Lord, uh, for this is right. Even if they are not saved, you're to obey them and respect them because they're still your parents. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. Children, God will divinely chasten rebellion and a bad attitude. God will whip you. You think your mother or father can whip you, but uh, you listen, God's whipping is a special whipping. If you want to do well in life and not cut your life short, then respect, honor, and love your parents unconditionally. There are, people, there are children all over this world wish they had your parents. Parents are not perfect, and neither are you, children. It means you are to obey the first time. Say first time. If you understood what they said, you are to obey the first time. Unless they need to give you a hearing aid or something, you need to obey the first time. Say first time. You, you, you are at, the first time you are asked to do something, you, you are, you're to obey with a good attitude, without complaining and pouting. That's right. Parents, deal with your child's attitude. As Pastor Rander continues, we gain spiritual wisdom as to God's requirements for Christian men and women who choose singleness, singles who desire to marry, and criteria for future spouses, parents, and children. Trusting God, obeying Him in all things, no matter what, meditating on His Word, fasting, and praying without ceasing gives us discernment in every aspect of our lives, saving us from the penalty of sin now and for generations to come. Also, parents, parents must not ask children to do anything that is contrary to the Word of God. Don't ask your child to sin. That's right. You ought not be smoking marijuana around your child. You ought to not be teaching your child a lie by telling tell them I'm not here. You're lying. And you're teaching them to lie. Won't y'all say amen? amen. Don't, don't teach your child to sin. God holds you responsible for their upbringing in a godly way. Furthermore, when you make a mistake, and you're wrong, parents, be willing to admit it and apologize. You're not perfect, and, and they learn about you when you can admit. You know, I could have handled that better, Johnny. I, I, I must admit, I, I didn't handle that as well as I should. And uh, if, I could do, if I could do that all over again, I would sure do it another way. Matter of fact, this is the way I would have done it. So I'm asking, will you forgive me for that, and let, let's, let's just uh, look at that another way. What you're doing, parents, when you're willing to say, I'm wrong, uh, you are modeling, uh, you, you, parents are to model what we teach. You are modeling to them how they are to also apologize when they are wrong. So parents are to model what we teach. So be willing to apologize and say when you're wrong 
and to make amends. Parents, do not allow your children to get away with bad behavior or attitudes. Corrective discipline must be applied lovingly. Even when you have to discipline them, it should always be done in what? Love. It should be done swiftly or when they need to be addressed for something they've done wrong. Don't wait three weeks later and say, oh, that's right, I need to get you about what you did four weeks ago. No, 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 no. It should be done swiftly so they can make the connection and consistently to achieve behavior modification. Don't ever tell children what you're going to do and then don't do it. They will pick up on your inconsistencies. Proverbs 13, 24 says, he who spares his rod hates his son, but he who loves him disciplines him promptly. Proverbs 22, 15 says, foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. The rod of correction will drive it from him. You parents, how many parents, let's just, let's, so, the, so the children can see, how many parents in here, you got whippings when you were young? That's right. You didn't just go did a timeout seat. I mean, you got whippings. Boy, my mom and daddy could whip. That's right. They could whip. And they take their time and whip. All between my, my head between their legs and my butt out, and they going this way, and, and I'm... And, and, and don't you dare run. Oh, don't you run. Oh, no, no, no. Don't you run. Because sooner or later, you got to go to sleep. <laughs> They'll come in that restroom when you bug naked. That's right. Oh, don't you dare run. And don't you grab that belt either. Look at They said, no, I mean, listen. You got switches, shoes. Everything. Man, child, the CPS would be all over us now. All over us now. But back then, what? You didn't have a telephone to call CPS. <laughs> CP, what? I'm, I'm CPS. That's what they say. Oh my goodness. I got whipped to the pulpit. Chastening is a lovely thing, and they'll appreciate it later on because they know you love them. And when they get too big to spank, then you uh, deal with them in other ways with a smile. Now, Johnny, you know, I told you this a time or two, and you seem like you cannot get the message. So I think we'll have to simplify matters for you so that you can, can uh, take some corrective so you can make some corrections in your life immediately. Uh, Give me the cell phone. If they're driving, give me the keys to the car. That's right. Start start collecting. (laughs) Just start collecting. You know know how to hear them, what they heard. And um, and, and, and look, no two children are the same. No, 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 no. They're all your children, but you have to handle each one of them differently. Some children, you can just deal with them, and them tears are rolling down, and you can say, see conviction. And the other one, only thing they're going to understand is a belt. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You, have to, you, can't, you can't, can't deal with them all the same. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Know your children. That's right. Know them well. Know when they're trying to play games. And you know your children. You know when they're lying. 
You can just see that lie all over them. Mama, I'm, they cutting corners on you, saying they at somebody else's house when they really not where they're supposed to be. And uh, now you got devices. Now you can, you can track these children now. <laughs> see, <laughs> thank God for devices. Yeah. That's right. Okay, let's, let's go on. Uh, <laughs> parents, your children must not view you as a strict disciplinarian. They must not view you as a strict disciplinarian. And also do not discipline them when you are angry because your discipline may be harsher than what is warranted. When you're mad or when you're angry and your, your, your emotions are in high gear, that is not the time to chasten your children because you'll say something you shouldn't have said. Cool down, settle down, pray. Then approach your children, you know, in the spirit and not in emotion and anger because your discipline can be harsher than what is actually warranted. So, so they, should just, they should not just view you as a disciplinarian. Be willing to laugh with your children, to play with them, to relax with them, to spend quality time with your children, to love them, to love them. Let them see you relating to your spouse in a healthy way. Wise, if you're, if you're uh, disrespecting your, your husband, you're teaching that girl to disrespect her future husband and vice versa. You know, all of that plays into the home. You respect that child's father, then how's that child going to respect him when they see you cussing him out and, and snatching stuff and walking around not speaking? You're teaching them to do the same thing to their children when they, and to their husband and wives, rather, when they get married. Uh, number four, for married couples. Now we're to married couples. All right. If you're married, stand up. I want to see who y'all are. Stand up. Don't, you need to stretch anyway. Stand up if you're married. I know you don't want to hear it. Stand up and put a smile on your face. Smile. <laughs> Say, I am here. I am here. Okay, you may be seated since you're here. For married couples, is there a growing love, respect, trust, unity, and kindness in your marriage? Or is there nothing but more hurt, pain, arguments, strife, pressure, and stress. I'll repeat it. I know you're writing so you can get it all down. Is there a growing love? You ought to be growing in your love toward one another, a growing love in your marriage. Is there respect in your marriage? Is there trust in your marriage, unity in your marriage, and kindness in your marriage? Or is there more hurt and pain? Man, it's so many marriages are in pain. Wives in pain, husbands that are in pain, arguments, everything's an issue. Each one of you have a chip on your shoulder. Strife, pressure, so thick you can cut it with a knife, and stress. That's why some of you don't want to come home from work. 
Ephesians 4.32 says, and be kind to one another. Wow. It's just nice to be nice. Niceness ought to start with your spouse. You ought to not be, and some of you are more nice to other folk outside of the house than you are to your own husband or wife. How oh, good to hear your voice. Oh, what you want? <laughs> be kind to one another, tenderhearted. Forgiving one another. If you can't forgive one another, ooh, you're headed down. Can't let go. Even as God in Christ forgave you. First Peter 3 8 says, finally, all of you be of one mind having compassion for one another. Compassion. One is hurting the other. The other is hurting. You know, somebody do something wrong after you told them uh, the right way and they chose to do otherwise and only to discover you were right. Don't wash their face with it. You know, say, hey, we're, we're always learning, aren't we? You know, ask God to teach you how to respond. You know, don't exalt yourself. You know, uh, love as brothers and sisters. Be tenderhearted. Be courteous. Say courteous. courteous. Husbands, you ought to still be pulling that chair out for your wife. In the restaurants and wherever, unless you're sitting in the booth or something, they won't move. <laughs> That's right. Sometimes you have to move the table because, you know, certain reasons. But... <laughs> But sometimes you may not be able to move the you may not be able to move the bench, but you got to move the table. So, so be courteous. You know what it means. My my wife wash my clothes, and I go grocery shopping. Things I do, and things she you know she she does. And when she wash my clothes and undergarments, I still tell her when she's going to the drawer, I tell her thank you. I tell her thank you. I still tell her thank you. Every time I can think of it, I tell her thank you for the little things. How how often do you say thank you to your spouse? They've been doing it so long, you just expect them to do it? You take them for granted? (laughs) Men, women shouldn't be picking up your underwear all over the house, dropping stuff around. Your wife, excuse the English, your wife ain't your mama. Won't y'all say amen? amen? Pick up behind yourself. That's right. She shouldn't be taking out the garbage. You, 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 you know, all this equality stuff is hurting how we ought to be treating our women. You know, women in combat and, I, you know, and things that want to be down in the trenches with them and all this stuff. But you know what? I know it's getting quiet right now and all that kind of stuff. I want to treat my wife like a lady. Amen. That's right. Won't y'all say amen? And you ought to want to be treated like a lady. You feminine. That's right. You know, she say, uh, uh, can you open this? And I open that. That made me feel so good when I can open something she can't open. (laughs) And I take it pop and it pops off. (laughs) Boy, I said... We <laughs> We are not 
We do not have the same makeup. We are di different physiologically. Huh? That's right. We're not supposed to be changing ourselves and making, if I'm a man, make myself into a woman, you're a woman, make yourself into a man, and they don't even know what restroom to go into. And all that foolishness, trying to re uh, educate your child into sexual orientation and, and all that kind of, that's none of the school's business. They ought to be teaching reading, writing, and arithmetic. That's right. Stick with the basics. Stick with the basics. And so uh, we exert our strength, men, and we, we, ought, we ought to have that strength. And uh, we ought to use it to be a blessing to our spouse. You know? And she drops something. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to pick it up before she pick it up. You know, she's eating, and I'm, I'm going to take the plates, and I'm going to try to put it in as quick as I can, quickly as I can and wash and rinse and do all those things. Just because I'm pastor doesn't alleviate me from my responsibilities as a husband. I take out the trash. You know, unless she just know I'm just drained and tired, I'll wake up and she's already done it. And she's just giving me a break. But dumb, yeah, predominantly, I take out the trash. I, I do those things. You know, I don't have to feed the dog anymore. <laughs> Precious is gone to heaven. Doggy heaven. <laughs> and when she went to doggy land, we didn't realize how bound we were. We are so free now. We don't have to worry about kennels. We don't have to worry about pets marked and dog nails and dog hair. In conclusion of this message, Pastor Randa reminds us that we must avail ourselves to God's Word and live by it. We must look to Him, the author and finisher of our faith. Satan will attempt to destroy us whether we are single or married. Therefore, we must continuously commune with God, focusing on what He has done, what He is doing, and what He is going to do. If you enjoyed this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683.